You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Justin Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is Dr. Lisa Santonzi from... The Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center in Tampa, Florida. Also joining us is Dr. Vince Santonzi from... The Hillsborough Community College Veterinary Technology Program in Plant City, Florida. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets. If you've got a question about animal shelters or a question about becoming a vet tech, give us a call as well. The number to give us a call is 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Ben... And he'll put you on the line with us. Producing the show is the ever-so-lovely Miss Lexi Lapp. Hi, Lexi. Hey. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Once again, happy holidays to all you guys. You know, we didn't get a chance to say Happy New Year, so Happy New Year. Hopefully 2016 is going to be a great year. We look forward to uh, hearing from you guys, so uh, keep tuning in to Talkin' Pets. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. And you're listening to... Talking Pets, brought to you by SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. Silverstone and you're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. And you're listening to Talking Pets once again. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lacey Lapp. And the number to call, like I said, is 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. If you've got a medical question or a behavior question, pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you guys. Hope you're enjoying the beginning start of the new year of 2016, and hopefully it's a better year, health and happiness for everybody listening out there. So uh, pick up the phone, give us a call. Let's talk pets, 844-305-7800. Maybe you got a pet for the holidays, a new puppy or a kitten or an older dog or an older cat, you never know, but... If you did and you got a question about it, give us a call. 
Again, 844-305-7800. Dr. Lisa, Dr. Vince, so how was your holiday? It was great. It was good. It was in town or did you go out of town? We went to see my family for four days from Christmas Eve to the Sunday after Where's Christmas that at? up in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Got to you know spend some time with uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, my niece and nephew, my brother. Saw now, everybody. Now, when you go up there into the Washington, D.C. area, do you do the touristy things? I mean, seeing that your family's time. there? No? And it, it was too short and we were, it was family time. So we, we didn't have a chance to go downtown and see the museums or the monuments or anything. But I was, was bombed. Relaxing. I wanted to. <laughs> you were bombed or bombed? We, bombed. we <laughs> saw them, you know, on the flight coming in and driving. And I was like, oh, I want to go. I want to go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. I, it's been so long since I've been out there. I don't even know. I, would, I wouldn't even know where to go. I don't, I don't recall actually seeing much of anything out there. Well, it's there's been so the long. Smithsonian Museums, which include the Museum of Natural History, the Museum of American History, the... Um, uh, Air and Space Museum, the National Gallery, and all those are free. And it's a whole complex of museums that you can go to. You could spend a whole week just going to the museums there, and they're all free. Yeah. And then there's all the monuments that I think, I mean, they're pretty much free, too. You just go to them. Are you able to take, like, pets with you when you go to these places? Or no, like in D.C., do you know offhand? Uh, if they're outdoors. Outdoors yeah. you can, but indoors you're, you're not allowed if it's a service animal, you can, but otherwise, I don't think they allow them in the museums. You know what I think is interesting? I, I know last year, in the year 2015, people talked a lot about it, and I'm sure you're going to hear about it in this year as well, but service dogs. Um, when I was flying, I flew up to Pennsylvania for um, the holiday to see my family, and there were three dogs on the plane with me. Mm-hmm. Now, three of them were actually in small little crates mm-hmm. you know, that they took on the plane with them. They were small dogs. But one dog was walking on with a service jacket, and mm-hmm. I was looking at yeah. the, I was looking at the jacket, and I was kind of like, hmm. I don't remember the name, but it wasn't one that I was familiar with. There's uh, a lot of different organizations, organizations. that that issue the. But I wonder sometimes though, what is a real service dog versus what is not a service sure. dog? You know what I mean? Some people may say it's a service dog just to take it on the plane. Well, there's no regulation of that currently in the United States, so. It's really easy to get a service dog certification for your animal. The, the basic requirements are just, you know, you pay some money and you get a certificate and you get a jacket and um, you have to make sure your dog is well-trained and everything. But, you know, really people should not take advantage of that and should only use that for real service dogs. But you, um, you want to think that they're not going to take advantage right, of it, but there's right. people out there that well, there, do. There's, it's, it's, become a, it's become a controversial issue, and a lot of people are talking about it, so I have a feeling it's going to become regulated probably pretty soon. You think so? Because I think the airlines are you know, getting wind of it. But you have, to, what, you have to figure what constitutes a service dog. I mean, there are dogs that provide emotional support uh, to people, for instance, with PTSD, there are dogs that... Yeah, and those are real service dogs. They're real service dogs. There are dogs that will uh, are able to uh, detect when a person's going to have seizures. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, was, you know, when you were talking about PTSD and, you know, other... I mean, automatically, I think the average person, when they see a service dog, if they're a little inquisitive on it, they're going to look at the person that's attached to the lead. And and if you see that they're not in a wheelchair or they're not, you know, handicapped in some way, people are going to be like, okay, so what's the matter with you that you have to have this dog? But I guess you're saying well, it's that, none of their business. Well, and then, but some people may have PTSD, right. or right. depressive problems, exactly. or, or diabetes, or yeah. seizure, or um, epilepsy. So, so it may not be something physically that you're going to see on the person. Well, it may not be obvious, right? Yeah. 
any sort of an emotional support dog, I mean, is providing a service. So I think that may be one of the reasons why it's hard to regulate what constitutes a service dog. Yeah, but those dog. people will have letters from their doctors for that. Right, but I don't know if a letter from their doctor is enough to get an animal on an airplane it with is. them. It is. They don't if, have to... If that's enough to get them a service dog. Right, but I'm saying the dog has to be a registered service dog. Yeah. But aren't service dogs, first of all, aren't they very expensive if you're going to get them from an organization like, you know, Canine Companions for Independence? You have to pay for the dog. It depends what the dog is, is going to do. So, for instance, a, uh, a CI dog yeah, there's a lot of investment that goes into a seeing eye into dog. Training so, that to dog. training the dog. But an emotional support dog, you know, obviously it's uh, if you it's feel just a it's dog. great. And if, if you can't fly on a plane because, you know, you, you're just you're afraid of heights, but afraid of flying. But that dog makes you feel comfortable enough to fly. That's the only thing that will, uh, you know, that will allow you to fly is if you have a dog for emotional support. Should you be able to take that dog on the flight as a service dog? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Get a, you get a letter from your doctor, and you get the dog certified as a service dog, and there you go. But you're saying that you think down the line that it's going to be regulated, that there's it's going to be stricter rules and regulations on what you clarify. Yeah, well, right a, now you don't need a letter from your doctor. Nothing. Right. Huh? Yeah. I so. think that it'll only become an issue if taking a dog uh, on a flight or taking a dog anywhere as a service dog uh if that stands if in, in the way, if it becomes disruptive or if it stands in the way of an, a, an actual service dog, um, which I can't see how it would, then I don't see what the issue is. Well, I think with most, like, you know, here we are talking service dogs. You ever think of like a service cat? But I guess you don't have mm -hmm. to pay to get a cat on because they fit in a little bag anyway. I mean, so you, still you, have to you pay. still have to pay. You have to it wouldn't pay be to considered a carry-on if you utilized it as a carry-on? No, you have to pay for, for a pet for the, for if it's pet? not a service dog. Yeah, because we brought two cats back from Japan, and we had to pay for both of them really? on the airplane. Yep. I did hear one girl on the airplane say that she paid like $300 or something for this seat. And That's probably that. right, yeah. So well, I think we paid about 200 or so for each pet. That's an expensive trip. Yeah, And it's more expensive if you bring the, the animal in the... A good reason to leave the pet at home. <laughs> Not an option if you're taking if you're moving. Well, yeah, true. That is true. Hey, well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We are live, and we want to talk with you. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-305-7800. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lab. And this is Talking Pets. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. How some animals cash in on economic crisis. With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. A few U.S. endangered species may find a silver lining in financial downturns. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's list 
the lowland kokie, a dime-sized frog native to Puerto Rico, is endangered. The song of the lowland kokie rings throughout Puerto Rico from late afternoon when the first pre-dinner cocktail is shaken at the El San Juan Hotel until the late margarita glass is salted past midnight. But the chorus of the kokie trips from the dime-sized amphibian is getting quieter in recent years. The species is declining due to the island's development boom. Now listed as endangered by the U.S. Florida Wildlife Service, the butternut squash-colored frog only lives in one freshwater wetland. It also breeds on just one type of plant, the full-tongue arrowhead. But lately, the lowland coquille has an unexpected safeguard, the Puerto Rican debut crisis, which has halted a large-scale building project that have previously dumped toxic substance into the environment, ruining wildlife habitat. The island's Home Builders Association announced the recession resulted in 40,000 lost housing jobs across the Commonwealth in 2015, one-sixth the sector's total. With some 13,000 homes being unsold this year, there's no need for new construction. In August, Puerto Rico failed to settle up its $58 million bond debt. Why the invasion lizard is bad for Puerto Rico? Over the past few years, Puerto Rico has been dealing with an explosion iguana population. The financial crisis here is genuinely something that has been positive for conservation, says Ramondo Ebenez, Puerto Rican conservative coordinator for the Nature Conservatory. Though the U.S. Commonwealth inhabits may may be distressed by the economic turmoil, the lowland Cokie's population has stabilized amid the downturn, he says. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lapp. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, was just, I was actually just looking at something in the news about Puerto Rico. They're not in a good place right now. They really owe a lot of money. Um, and I guess they can't pay it. So other than the story that you were just reading about that is that, yeah, I was reading that in the economic world. Who, who do they owe the money to? Um, I'm not quite sure, I guess. Several de- de- debtors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not really quite sure who they... I was just like, when I was going through the animal story like the about, the, about the frog, but oh, yeah. So... It's just, it's crazy how much they owe, and they're like, I don't know if we can pay it back. <laughs> oh, kinda, we, kinda we like owe Greece. seventeen trillion dollars. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that that's is true. true. That is true. When you look at what yeah. we owe, mostly to China, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, so like, it's just a microcosm of the rest of the country. Well, we'll see what happens next year. <laughs> the number is eight four four. Yeah. Oh, th- no, you're right, actually. Yeah, no, this year. That is true. But next year, I think, this year will be towards the tail end. So, actually, yeah. next year will kind of be right. to this see yep. what kind this of happens. Yeah. At the end of this year, yeah, at the end of this year, it'll be kind of like, oh, okay, this is where we're at. But, you know, this is where this is where they project they're going to go, whoever it may be. But then we'll see in 2017 what starts to fall apart. Yeah. It maybe doesn't fall apart. Who knows? Hopefully not. It we need a veterinarian. Apart. A veterinarian? Yeah. Why don't you run for office? Because we don't have any money to spend on campaigning. <laughs> will, you, will you support me? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> remember, I work in radio. <laughs> uh, the number is 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone and give us a call. 844-305-7800. But it's, it's interesting, though, like um, with the endangered list and so on and so forth, the littlest thing could 
totally halt production on, yeah. you know, growth or anything like that. And that's always, like, kind of going with the story, like, in Puerto Rico, that's always been a, a pet peeve of mine when I, I drive around and I see the development in these areas that, you know, they go in and they knock down all these trees and they kick out the wildlife and the animals that and whatever, bugs, whatever, trees, plants that are in that area that are so beautiful. And then they build these high-rises, which are cool. I mean, I, you know, I like to look at them. I like architecture. But I look down the street and there's these depraved areas that there's all these empty warehouses and buildings and stuff. And they're still sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then nobody does anything with them. Right. So right. I, don't, I don't understand that. Seems like a that. waste. Well, really. I mean, it, it does. Yeah. And it, whether you believe in climate change or not... Don't you think that even if you do or don't, it would, like, not only for the beautification of this planet or whatever, having those extra trees and those wildlife and everything around would be a lot nicer than, you know, all these high-rises and brick walls and so on and so forth? I, it, I think it all comes down to greed and money. Well, it's funny you should say that, John, because we were driving somewhere today, and there's all these new home developments where, where we live now. Mm-hmm. And we passed one called the the preserve and Vince was like what it cracks me up that they're calling it the preserve what are they preserving they're not preserving the wildlife or the ecosystem yeah, or the housing trees development. Right. Called the well, preserve. They, they're they just killed preserving the preserve development and, and yeah, people that's because they, they left like an, maybe a half an acre of preserve there to actually for these people that build on there to enjoy but they're not preserving they're the not, environment it, yeah it's not a what preserve. are they preserving no, it's, it's like being in New York City I mean you're all concrete jungle and then all of yeah. a sudden you have central park there's your preserve right i mean central Park is pretty big but you know for that amount of people in new york city you know you no way everybody's going to pack into that into that park you know but um ah, it's strange i mean you know everybody's complaining about air and quality and everything and like this well then stop building in in places that need to be left alone start you know you have a growing the bad areas you have a growing population and overpopulation i think is is probably the biggest problem that we face nobody really talks about it very much well I, I, over the holiday i met somebody that lives in montana and i asked his opinion on something and and it was something that i've talked about on this show is for many years because uh, we we do have affiliates in montana and there's people that move up there to live in the mountains and it's so gorgeous it's beautiful and i'm not saying everybody but then all of a sudden you have that certain few that a cougar walks through their backyard or a grizzly bear is seen in the vicinity and they go out and grab a gun and kill it I mean, you encroached on their territory. Yeah, so, they, they were there first. Right, exactly. You know, first come, first serve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand that you want to protect your family and your kids and your pets and stuff like that, but you, you, you're you the one who moved there. Right. So en- right. enjoy it for what it is, wild animals, you know, and just use the right precautions. You know, it's the same no matter where you're at, whether you're out in Montana or you're... Same you're, thing with alligators here. Right, right. You're in Florida or mm-hmm. you're in Nashville or you're in Portland. Leave I mean, the alligators look, alone. They were here first. Right. We're encroaching on their habitat. Look what's out there. Look at snakes. For instance, I always say, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Dr. Sue here had a problem. Her dog, her longtime dog got killed by uh, a snake in the, in the backyard. Oh. And um, so go out there. If you know there's predators in your area, do, do a look first before you let your kids or your pets out. So, you know, you just don't want to kill it because it's there. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Happy New Year. Um, 844-305-7800. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lat. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Don't forget to check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, and join us on Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) 
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. A reindeer near, uh, named Bourne escaped a Christmas event run by the animal company before being found a short time later in a garden. Bourne uh, caught the attention of residents in Carlton, Nottinghamshire, uh, England on Sunday. According to BBC, Bourne was able to slip out of his rope and run through the streets of the city. I think someone beeped their horn and it startled the reindeer. Then it just started running away, said Tony Morris, a nearby resident to Nottingham Post. The five-year-old reindeer, not one of Santa's, wasn't loose for long. He was caught within ten minutes and was able to attend the event calm and relaxed. At least we hope so. That's according to Nathan Anderson Dixon, the director of the animal company to BBC. After the event, Bourne rested peacefully in his stable. Dr. Vince? Oil spill turtles get Disney vacation. For turtles, this year's voyage to the Gulf of Mexico has been less than successful, with massive amounts of oil making it difficult to survive, let alone procreate. But 32 of the turtles rescued from the Gulf area are getting a treat that is decidedly rare among their kind, a trip to Disney World. Disney's Animal Kingdom has taken in the turtles to treat and care for them while the spill is cleaned up. We actually swim test them. We will look at their general condition, we take body weights, and from there, we will actually start a regiment to get them back into healthy condition to be released back into the wild, Andy Denault told WDBO Local News. The turtles, which experienced Ill, Ill health effects from the spill, including abrasions and irritation, will be released back into the Gulf once the spill area is declared fully safe for wildlife. John? I like turtles. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk with you. The number to call is 844-305-7800. We are live. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Hope you're starting off your New Year bright and sunny and shiny and uh, keeping warm. I know it's starting to get cold around the country again. but uh, And our hearts go out to everybody in Missouri and those areas that were affected not only by the tornadoes and all, but the flooding that's going on out there. But pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd like to talk with you out there. If you've got a story about the holidays or maybe you received a pet during the holidays and you've got questions, give us a call. 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. Don't forget the stories from today that you hear on the show and, and plus more are on the website at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. And you can join us on Facebook and Twitter, and there's a lot going on there as well. And don't forget, if you go on to the banner that says SCOE 10X, uh, you can receive a 15% discount off SCOE 10X for every order that you make by putting in the code PT115. This is Talkin' Pets. 
I thought that I've been hurt before But no one's ever left me quite this sore Your words cut deeper than a knife Now I need someone to breathe me back to life Talking Pets. Happy New Year from all of us here at Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. Who sings that song? Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez. Good song. I like He's song. very young, actually. He was actually in the Macy's Day Parade, and when I saw him, I was like, that's who he is? Like, he looks nothing like he sounds. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Like, how old is he? He has to be probably, like, 20, in his early 20s, maybe even younger than that, but, like, when I saw, I thought that he was, like, gonna be older with like curlier hair and he's stuff. got an older sounding voice I yeah mean, he looks good voice though he looks like somebody that would be in like one direction like he that's the kind of style and like the look that he has in the youngness that he looks i heard on the um dropping of the ball on new year's that one direction is taking a year off supposedly and not sure if they'll be back i don't know if i heard that right oh so there might be splitting apart who knows so maybe they're looking for a new direction <laughs> then we got to look at justin bieber from now on hmm. I know. Everyone became a believer by the end of 2015. In Bieber? Yeah. A believer. <laughs> a believer called, in Bieber? Yeah, that, that's what his fans are called. They're believers. believers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of him lately, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he actually has three of his songs in the top five of the top 40 chart for 2015. No? Wow. So, he's doing... I don't know any of them. <laughs> I, I mean, he became such a mess over the last two years or whatever. I mean, everything that he was doing, I don't know if it's like a PR thing that they're just putting good PR on the boy, but he seems to be settling down a little bit. Kind of so like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, I don't know she about, have kind of a rough couple of years? She's kind of she lost went, her mind. I think she's kind of crazy. I just watched a video of her. There was like, they were weird videos. I've never, there were five of them and they were very, very weird. Like most of those. Four of them were not English. They could not have and been. she turned into a Lindsay Lohan. She was in one of them, though, and it was the weirdest video I've ever seen. Like, uh, besides, like, an American video, because the other ones weren't American. They it were, was amazing, though, is, like, kids these days, you know, they get in fame like that so early, then all of a sudden they become crazies. But take a look at Taylor Swift, though. That's a girl. She's 26 now, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and she got into it many years ago, and she's kept her normalcy. She's actually been, as far as I know, and read mm -hmm. and everything like that, she's been yeah. a good girl. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, other than writing songs about her ex-boyfriends, but mm -hmm. uh, but hey, if it works, it works, and apparently it does because she's one of the richest women in. Really? Yeah, she's wow, extremely rich. Yeah, she's not hurting. Hey, trivia time, maestro! And if somebody gets this question, we're not going to give you Taylor Swift, but we will give you a bottle of Scoey 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. And if you got a new puppy, or uh, you got a new kitten, or an old one, um, or you just have odors around the house and stains, this will actually take out those odors. Scoey 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator, if you can answer this trivia question. Honeybees need to visit about how many millions of flowers to make a one pound of honey? How many millions of flowers to make one pound of honey? Is it one million flowers? Two million flowers? Or three million flowers. You have to be precise. It's one, two, or three million flowers to make a pound of honey. And then you wonder why we need honeybees. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Takes a lot of flower visiting. 
to make a pound of honey. So and they're pollinating all of those yeah. flowers and plants. Yeah. It's like the Which circle of life, you know? Yeah. You know, we lose the honeybees, we lose us. That's right. We lose our crops. Do so you honey- think that honeybee wives give honeybee husbands honeydew lists? <laughs> yes, I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. Are you saying something about Lisa? <laughs> well, I'm he I'm wouldn't. off for these couple of days because school doesn't start back till January 11th, and I so I have my honeydew list every day. <laughs> you give him a list? I about I think twice he's been off for two weeks, and I've given him like two short lists. You know, go to the more than store. that, but we won't get into the squabble <laughs> here. <laughs> like a mouse. Trivia questions out there. We're going to send you a bottle of SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator, if you can answer the question. Honeybees need to visit about how many millions of flowers to make a pound of honey? How many millions of flowers to make a pound of honey? It's one, two, or three million flowers. Be precise. One, two, or three million, and you can get a bottle of SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. 844 305 7800. Take a stab. You might be uh, right, and we'll send that out to you the bottle of SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. And that is 844 305 7800. If you know the answer, 844 305 7800. You know, we were talking about, um, you know, getting pets and so on and so forth. Mentioned that about pets for Christmas and so on and so forth, the holidays. And uh, there's different places where you can obtain a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's shelters, which we highly recommend, um, and there's rescues, right? Highly recommend um, breeders. Plenty to have a good breeder, um, you know, someone that knows what they're doing. They're doing it for the right reasons. And then there's the ultimate pet stores. Boo! Yeah, not to not to bash on pet stores because pet stores are good. They sell the products that we need to go buy food and so on and so forth or whatever or leashes or whatever for. But if they sell animals, that's bad. Because um, the majority of the time, um, those animals are coming from puppy mills. And uh, none other than, I think, Lisa, you can probably give a shine a little light on what a puppy mill is. A puppy mill is basically a, a breed breeding ground for numerous dogs where the the female dogs who are used for breeding... And the studs and the puppies are all kept kept in pretty poor conditions. They're basically just used for breeding, and they're not well cared for. They're discarded when they're not um, able to breed anymore, and the puppies uh, and their mothers are kept in pretty filthy conditions. Um, how often can a female dog, known as a bitch, um, how often can they breed in a year? Every six to seven months. So basically, they can have two once lit- or twice a year. Two litters than a year, basically. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. most puppy mills, to my understanding, um, once she has one litter, they're already working on the next. You know, off the female. So basically, you might say they might have two litters in a year, and that yeah. could be what's the average for puppies? How many puppies would you get out of? Does it depend it on depends. the size? It depends, depends on the on the yeah. breed, on the size. Anywhere for one to fourteen. Really? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, but. Um, obviously, I work at a shelter, so I'm going to recommend you get your pet from a shelter. Right. Um, even some rescue groups, you know, you got you really need to do your research when it comes to rescue groups as well, too. Um, and what you should do when you obtain your your new pet is get the medical records for whatever medical care has been provided. If you're buying an animal from a breeder or from a pet store, make sure that the animal has a health certificate. And this is a cer- certificate issued by a veterinarian, signed by a veterinarian, 
um, showing that the animal has received their basic core vaccines, that they've been dewormed, they've been treated for external and internal parasites, that they're currently not, that they currently don't have any um, in, internal parasites and um, that they've been examined by a veterinarian. So make sure that you get that if you're purchasing, buying a dog or cat. Um, If you're getting an animal from a rescue or a rescue group or a shelter, get a copy of the medical records. Usually the animal will be sterilized already. If they're coming from the shelter where I work, the animal's going to be spayed or neutered, vaccinated, tested, um, microchipped, fully vetted. But there are some shelters that don't have a veterinarian on staff and you're just going to get the dog or cat as is and you're going to have to be responsible for all the veterinary care getting it sterilized and microchipped. So get a copy of the medical records, review them, make sure that you know whether your animal has been spayed or neutered, what kind of veterinary care you need to follow up with and then take those medical records to your veterinarian and you want to see your veterinarian within a week or so of uh, of obtaining that animal because they might need some booster vaccines. They may not be sterilized, and you need need to get the animal sterilized. You, you might need to get the animal microchipped. Also, the animal, the your new pet may be harboring some kind of infectious disease that was incubating um, while it was at the shelter, and the dog or cat may get sick a couple of days after you obtain it. So you want to make sure that you get your new pet to a veterinarian within within I would say seven you know three business days, but um, you know, within a, definitely within a week, so so that your veterinarian can establish, can perform a physical exam on the animal, look at the medical records, see what needs to happen in the near future. I think it's interesting, though, to to, to fall back a little bit on the pet stores that people need to understand because I I hear it at pet stores. Um, people will say, oh, you know, but it's so pretty, it's so clean, it's so you know, there's no way that that's a puppy mill puppy. Well, they clean them up, they bathe them, they groom them, they make them look pretty. But like you were saying, when they're born at puppy mills, and they are, they're stacked on top of each other, so they defecate on each other. They have to fight for food. They're not given, the, mm-hmm. you know, the meals that they should get mm-hmm. at the times that they're given. They're not cared for, basically. Yeah. It's like a product. It's like building a car. Right. And, and they put it out there on the assembly line, and then they put it out there at the dealership, and then basically somebody's going to go and buy it and hopefully love it. But if it has behavioral or medical problems, unlike a car, but... Um, a pet may, then you end up like having trouble with it. But if you've got questions on that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Give us a call. 844-305-7800. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
Family, the house fire in southwest Houston. With the Talking Pets Radio's news brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. A family of four escaped an early morning house fire in southwest Houston after their dog woke them up. The Houston Fire Department responded to heavy flames coming from a one-story home on White Cap at Beechnut. According to the HFD, the husband, wife, and two teenage children were home sleeping when their dog started barking and woke them up. They saw the smoke and fire and got out of the home safely. The family had just returned home for the holi- from a holiday vacation. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lab. Oh, misty eye of the mountain below. Keep careful watch of my brother's souls. And should the sky be filled with fire and smoke Keep watching over during suns If this is to end and we shall all burn together Watch the flames climb high Into the night Calling our Father Oh, stand by and we will Watch the flames burn Up and on the mountainside high. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. The gang's all here, and we want to hear from you. The number's 844-305-7800. That's Ed Sheeran. It's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. I don't think I've ever heard it on the radio, though. Have you? No, I've never heard it before. Until now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song, though. He's got a good voice. Really good voice. 844-305-7800 is the number. Uh, we do have the trivia question out there. We're going to send you a bottle of SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. If you don't have it, you need it. I highly recommend it. And we're going to send a bottle to you if you can answer that trivia question. Honeybees need to visit about how many millions of flowers to make a pound of honey? Is it one pound, or I'm sorry, one million, two million, or three million? How many millions of flowers to make one pound of honey? So... Honeybees need to visit about how many millions of flowers to make a pound of honey. Is it one, two, or three million? 844-305-7800. Just got a couple minutes to answer that question until this hour is over. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. You know, when you were talking about, you know, bringing home a puppy or, in that case, a kitten or any kind of a pet for the holiday, which I'm sure a lot of people did, and hopefully under the right circumstances, um, and... There are things that, you know, you were talking about the vet certificate to make sure that they have other shots and so on and so forth. But there has been a lot of controversy over vaccinations throughout the years. And what would be there, like if you've got a new puppy, not an older dog, but a puppy, what would be the first vaccinations that they need to have? So it's really important for puppies and kittens to be vaccinated more so than adult animals because um, 
they are at risk of losing the antibodies that they got from their mother. Those those antibodies that they get from their mother fade and wane over a few weeks after after birth, anywhere from eight weeks to four or five months after they're born, those antibodies are gone. Is that another reason why they say not to separate like a puppy from the mother before eight weeks? Like There's a couple reasons. One is um, so that the mother can train, right. whether Socialize. it's a mother cat or a mother dog, train the puppy or kitten on how to be a puppy, how to be a kitten. And also to give natural, and they don't give colostrum over the entire time, and that's when the puppies or, or kittens get most of the antibodies in, in colostrum, which is the first milk. First which is 24 hours. First 24 hours. Um, and uh, so once they get that colostrum, that's why it's really important that they feed off the mom the first day that they're born, puppies and kittens. Uh, because if they miss that first day, then the mother will not produce colostrum, and they won't get as much of the antibodies from the mom. You know, it's funny that, you know, as I'm listening to that, I'm thinking about Lexi sitting over there, and, you know, Lexi going to be a mom next month. I mean, um, she's... Humans about- do that, too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is the first milk that you produce. But it makes me wonder about, you know, the controversy over breastfeeding versus bottle feeding. Right. Well, in humans, okay, humans, the colostrum, it's not as important to the baby uh, as it is in puppies and kittens because with humans, the uh, the fetus gets a lot of the antibodies while it's still in it's still a fetus before it's born, okay, through the placenta. That doesn't happen at least to the extent, in puppies and kittens. So it's really important for puppies and kittens to be able to milk, uh, to get that, and it's not milk, it's colostrum, but we'll call it the first milk. It's really important for them to get the first milk, that first day of life, than it is for a, a, a human baby to nurse off the mom the first day. When when you see a litter of puppies that come out and say there's eight of them, and then you got seven that are normal size and so on, that you look alike, but then there's always, they say, that runt. Could, could that be a problem that the runt is too small to Absolutely. feed the mother? In a, in a typical litter, especially in cats, the average, I think, is 40 to 50% of a litter will survive. And we've, we've seen that in, in our own experience because we've nursed lots of, of new litters of kittens um, in, in our bathroom at home. Uh, and that's, I'd say that's pretty right. Well, we've heard 40 to 50%. That's what they lose, and a lot of times it's that's because if they and that's if they have a mother. If they if right. they lose their mother within the first few weeks, the mortality rate goes up to eighty percent. Right. This is kittens or puppies that have their mom there with them at all times. Still, up to half of that 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 the litter dying is not unusual, and that's because a lot of them, the smaller ones, may not be able to get to the milk as much the first day. Um, they may be a little weaker and the bigger puppies or kittens, the bigger siblings will push them out of the way and they may not get as much of that colostrum as, you know, the more forceful puppies or kittens. And so that's why, one of the reasons why as much as half of a litter can die. Yeah. The runt, as you say. Well, once again, uh, hopefully if you did get a puppy or a kitten or whatever for the um, holidays that you are taking care of it. And if you do have any questions, we're always here on the weekend. You can give us a call or, of course, go to your local veterinarian. Um, or even your trainer in your area uh, if you want to start training your puppy or your kitten. But spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. Don't forget, if you're looking to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and adopt one from there. And again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. I'll put Dr. Vince on the spot. Dr. Vince, honeybees need to visit how many millions of flowers to make a pound of honey? Is it one, two, or three? I'll say two. Congratulations, you're right. Two million. And uh, we'll send out a bottle of SCOE 10X, the odor eliminator, to the uh, 
second call that comes in. If you're number two call that comes in at 844-305-7800 to Ben, our producer, Happy New Year. You'll get a bottle of SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. Just call right now and it's yours. 844-305-7800. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.